This is Point of View with Chris Berg. Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thank you so much for joining us here on this just beautiful, stunning Monday evening. I want to remind you this week, the show's going to look a little bit different. I'm doing radio this week from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. out here in eastern North Dakota, western Minnesota. It's on a.m. 1100 The Flag. So please be sure and join me. We'll be taking uh, your calls and having some fun there. And then out west, you can also tune in on KTGO 10. 90. So what we're basically doing this week is we're taking segments from the radio show and then weaving those in and out of the TV show. So a little bit different look, but same great content. Now, with that being said, coming up later in the show, an absolutely incredible interview with Hunter Pinckney. If you don't know his story, um, he's going to share a little bit with you later on in the show, but it is outstanding to see how the Lord is using this young man to go out now and be an inspiration and change people's lives. So please stay with us for that. And then also earlier today on the radio show, I had a chance to sit down with Fargo City Commissioner Tony Gehrig. He broke some news about some things that they're going to be looking to do in the upcoming Fargo City Commission meeting. We talked about changes in the liquor board and much, much more. Here is some of my conversation with Fargo City Commissioner Tony Gehrig. Commissioner Garrick, it's great to see you on this beautiful day. Good morning, Chris. Let's be quick here. It's too nice outside to be inside all day. <laughs> hey, come on. You're here to serve the people. I'm going to keep you here all day after uh, that. So uh, let's start with this. And we just talked about it's not your you know, grandpa's Fargo anymore. I was talking to somebody over the weekend, and they mentioned the shooting at the uh, Africa restaurant and nightclub. And they're like, what happened? What's going on here? I, you know, I can't believe that the news I see pretty consistently about a shooting and a stabbing, something happening here in the city. So what can you give us as far as an update on this latest news? I know what everyone else knows. We haven't been giving any kind of brief on, on you know, suspects or, or, or who's, you know, all those things. that Whatever was in the papers, what the commission knows at this point, at least that I'm aware of. Um, and it's highly unfortunate. Uh, the reality is, is we kind of know where these things are happening. You know, uh, we know who the bad actors are and, and we know where these you know, bad things are happening. And that's kind of uh, something that we need to take a look at. Uh, who owns like licenses? Um you know, what are we doing to minimize these things as, as a local government? Because, you know, we issue the licenses. Uh, we give people background checks, and then we vet them. Uh, and then it's kind of up to us to, to monitor how those, are, how those are going. Some bars have a lot of uh, calls for service. When I say calls for service, I mean police showing up and, and seeing what's going on, whether it's a fight, uh, whether it's over-serving, whether it's, you know, um, the very bad things like, like shootings or stabbings and things like that, drugs. We know where these are happening. And so it's incumbent upon us to review these licenses on a more regular basis and see who's doing good, who's doing bad, and either take corrective action or, uh, in some cases, remove these licenses. Which brings me to, there was the situation, I believe it was at the Bismarck. Uh, there was a shooting there, mm-hmm. and then you had the chief of police talk about how one of the officers went in at one point and was essentially assaulted from an employee at the Bismarck. At the Empire, that was that the was Empire, there. excuse yep. me, thank you for correcting me. Um, and then you had spoken out about that, and then there was a change to the Fargo Liquor Board. Mm-hmm. So... Rather, Coincidence on the timing or no. walk, kind of walk me through the incident and then what what are the exact changes on the liquor board? Yeah, it was an abrupt change uh, and, and no one was really uh, asked about this before. It was just kind of brought up on the, on the commission agenda one day and everyone seemed to be on board with with changing dramatically the, the makeup of liquor control currently uh, or at least in the past. The, it's had two commissioners, myself and Dave Pe- Pepcorn, who was the chair. Uh, then we had the police chief. We had uh, Steve Sprague, who's the city auditor, and we had a representative from CAS Public Health on there now i'm not opposed necessarily to removing some of the staff uh, that's on there 
I don't see a problem with that. I, I kind of like the idea of having the police chief be the, the, the straight facts guy. Here's what we found out. I don't want to vote. Here's what I what here's what we looked into. Here's what we saw. Uh, there are some issues, or there's no issues. You guys now can decide with that information that you have. Steve Spray is great to have around because he's been around for a long time, uh, doing these liquor licenses, 20 plus years, I think, is what it is. Uh, and it's great to have his perspective historically on what we've done with liquor licenses. And then ha health can be a part of it too because they do inspections uh, when you serve food or, or liquor or a myriad of other things they're involved with that too so i'm not opposed to having residents beyond that instead of those three people but what we did was we wrote in law how that liquor, that liquor board is made up there's only one other board i'm aware of out of the dozens that we have uh, and that's the planning uh, commission uh, that dictates in law who has to be on it there's no reason for that uh, so this was a clear uh, in my mind way to get me removed because what they did was say you have to by law only have one commissioner on that board well since dave's the chair he was he was put back on there and by the way without a vote he, we, no, no one ever voted to make him the chair again uh it just was appointed and then the, everyone kind of accepted that um so we have we, we voted to appoint those new members i voted against it because i didn't like the process uh, i have nothing against the people who are on there but there again i know nothing about the people on there because i was not consulted at all i wasn't told uh, who they were i wasn't given like a background of who they were I don't know what they do for a living. I don't know how long they've been in Fargo. You know, I don't know anything about their past uh, at all. Um, so I didn't like the process. I don't, I'm, I'm fine with the makeup of it, but the process was broken. And, you know, when people bring up these questions about liquor control, we don't do a good enough job in a lot of areas. Uh, I think we're over-restrictive with our licenses and how we, how we limit them. Uh, we only have 17 bars in the city of Fargo, and that's limited, you know, by, by the liquor control board. Uh, and I don't see a reason for that. What I see then is is more of a, a mafia mentality. These folks who own the licenses are very powerful. They have money, uh, and they're able to influence uh, the liquor control board unduly because they are so limited and because they have that ability to do that. And they they've flexed that muscle. I think in this case. What do you mean specifically? In what way? You said that they flex their muscles and influence it unduly. They what are you referring? They to didn't like questions being asked about about the liquor business. And I was someone who, like I said, has gotten who's had some wins on liquor control. A quick example is there was two Class C licenses in the city of Fargo. A Class C license is nothing more than a bar that serves nothing but beer. Uh, so if you go to JL Beers or Vinyl Taco, that's who owned them uh, uh, in the past. And they, as you know, they are right next door to each other. So they, the, the owners of, of that, or the owner, the person who owned that liquor license, is the same person. So that person owned all the Class C licenses in the city of Fargo. And for some reason, we had limited them to two licenses in the city of Fargo. Why? It's just a beer bar. Uh, there's 17 actual bars. This is just a beer bar. So I brought up the idea of why don't we expand that? Why don't we make it so it's limitless? If you want to open a beer bar, I don't think anyone has a problem with that. The moment that we loosened that up and, and allowed 10 more licenses, people snatched them up and they opened beer bars in, in the city of Fargo. If you want to argue that there's too many bars in downtown Fargo, we can have that argument. But no one can argue there's too many bars in South Fargo. In fact, there's no bars in South Fargo. Uh, you know, if you live on 52nd Avenue South, uh, Frank's is probably the closest thing to you, and that's the only thing in the region. And that's not even a bar; it's a restaurant. Uh, so I think that we've done we're over restrictive in some cases. We're too laissez-faire in other in other areas of how we look back at people's licenses, and when we renew them, are they a good actor or a bad actor? Uh, we we have we know who the bad actors are. We have we have calls for service. We have every every record every time a, a cop shows up to an establishment, we have that record. There are bars in the city of Fargo that have ten times more calls, twenty times more calls than any other bar in the city. And we still allow those licenses to be held without a fine, without a suspension, or without a, a revocation. And in some cases, we should remove those licenses and allow the good people to have them and the bad people to not have them. 
sent me something about you want to review pilot projects. And you and I had spoken earlier and you used an example of FedEx, I believe. So share with people what you're trying to accomplish here and an anecdote. So pilots are payment low taxes, which means we just simply don't make you pay taxes for X amount of years on the property that you are buying. So for example, the FedEx deal, they're coming to Fargo from Grand Forks. They're going to build some buildings. They're going to tax a deduction for that. And part of their application is, hey, we're going to hire X amount of people at X amount of wage, and we're going to build this building. So we take all that into consideration and say, okay, here's the incentive you're eligible for. Uh, and we all vote yes or no on that. I voted no on that, I believe, at the time. Mike Williams voted no on that as well. Uh, so the, it passed. So that was like, you know, 2016 or what, whatever it was. It was it was a while back. Uh, have we ever gone back and said, did they build a building, number one? Did, was it, it was at the price that we thought it was going to be. Did they hire the, the people that they were said they were going to hire? And are they, like, are they paying them what they say they were going to pay them? Because after they get the incentive, there's absolutely no look back to say, yes, they did these things. And, and the real quick thing I'll say is one of the biggest reasons we're, we're told we'll give these away is because we want to help the primary sector, which hires a lot of people. So if you're hiring a lot of people at a high wage, or well, that's what you're saying, and then you don't, then what's the benefit to the taxpayer? There is none. What, what do we call that in the Ronald Reagan years? Trust but verify. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> and what we call it, well, what we call it here in Fargo is clawback. There's actually a, there's actually a, a provision within the, the uh, Texas Review Committee who, who oversees this to say, yep, if 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 we see that they're not doing what they said they were, there's what we call a clawback, and we can go and look and see if we did, did these three things that we talked about. But I asked, is there a process for that in the city of Fargo? I was told, no, there is no process for that. I said, have we ever done it before? They said, no, we never done it before. So we have a provision for it. We know we should be doing it, and we're just simply not doing it. But please lay this out very simply like I'm a fifth grader. What I'm hearing you say is, hey, Chris, we had people, XYZ company come here. Tony did a great job saying, hey, are you still going to do business here? Even if we don't give you these benefits, these tax benefits, they would say yes. We as a city would give it to them anyways because they told us, hey, we're going to pay people 15 bucks an hour. We're going to build you know, this size building. And then we, we do absolutely nothing as a city to follow up on that what, $600,000 tax break sure. or whatever it might be? It could be a $30 million incentive. You $30 know? million dollars I mean, and we do nothing to follow We up. do nothing at all. So <laughs> there, there is actually no provision for us to do it. There is actually, there is no uh, process for us to go through and say, let's do this. Because when I asked that question, all I got was crickets on the other side of the phone. So then I asked the next person, the next person in the city of Fargo, have we ever done this? Do we know how to do this? We don't, number one, we don't know how to do it. Number two, we've never done it before. And that's why we don't know how to do it. So why, ha why, t why are we telling people that we have this provision that we can claw back uh, and take back some of the incentive or all of it if they didn't meet what they told us they were going to meet. And by the way, this isn't just them telling us this. It's a written, it's a written document. It's an official document that they sign saying we will hire this many people at this dollar amount an hour, and this is how much the billing's going to cost. And they could just totally lie, and we would be like, okay. But to be fair to these businesses, you have no proof that anybody's not done follow through. Sure. Correct. Sure, but we do know that we do know that many of businesses have not. Oh, you do that. know this? Sure. Uh, to you and Tran at, from the Fargo Forum did an article probably three years ago. And this was un unofficial, right? There's no, there's no, the, the government didn't do this. It was a report from the forum. And you went back and you looked at a number of incentives. And a number of them didn't didn't create the jobs they were going to create. And they didn't build as big a building as they said they were going to wow. build. So this is unofficial, obviously, because, I mean, he's just doing, he's just doing the legwork. Uh, but we don't even try. We don't even look at it. We don't even, you know, we don't want to know, Chris. Lie to me. That's what the city of Fargo is saying. Lie to me and tell me you're going to give all these things away so that I can give you an incentive. I can pat myself on the back and say, I created this. I, the city commissioner, made Fargo grow, and I'm the reason for this. Vote for me. You know what I mean? Using your tax dollars, using your infrastructure. Can you, can you add to the agenda to change the name of the city to Fargopra? 
you get a tax break. You get a tax break. Here at Fargo Pro, we're going to give you one and you want. It's not far off because every time, you know, like you said, I've asked dozens of, of people applying for these things. Would you come here? Would you do the thing you're telling us you're going to do anyway without the incentive? 99% have said yes. Only recently have people said no. And it's because of being coached by the EDC and by the city of Fargo to say no. And, and it's, really, it's really just you being honest. Even, even at the last meeting, they said, yes, we would. Or they say things like, we wouldn't do this exact project. We build something different. Fine. If I have a budget for a house and I'm building a house, I'd love to have a million dollar house. If my budget is 600000 then I'm going to build that house. If you give me an incentive for a million dollars, I'll build a bigger house. So let's let's give me some incentive <laughs> as a taxpayer of Fargo. Thank you for what you do yep. for the city. Thank you for serving our nation. You're in the guards. So mm -hmm. thank you, sir, with Memorial Day coming up. We appreciate your service very, yeah. very much. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you so much to Commissioner Garrig. Again, if you want to see more of that conversation, just go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash POV now. I want to remind you, be sure and join me tomorrow on the radio. Actually, we're going to be doing it uh, on our social media channels as well, but AM 1100, the flag or KTGO 1090 if you're out in Tioga, Williston area. And as always, please share your point of view with us. You can email us, text us, leave us a voicemail. When we come back, you're going to hear from the one and only Hunter Pinkney.